Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Coming up in about 20 minutes, it'll be trend or truth time. And if we should be leaning on the favorites for this upcoming NFL slate. But joining us now is Ryan Williams, uh, part of the DFS Degen Nation podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at RyanAlexander underscore W here to talk a little football. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. Why don't we get started with NFL Survivor? Because uh, for those who are still around by this point in the season, I they probably have picked uh, a lot of the favorites by now and uh, could be slim pickings as far as an obvious play to make. What say you? What do you like in this week's slate for Survivor? Yeah, I mean, Survivor's been a been a tough go. Uh, it's it's surprising to see yourself uh, still in it in Week 14 based on how these games have been going. Uh, and a lot of favorites at this at this current juncture, you're right, have have been taken. And so uh, this is where it gets fun and interesting. I think we have a we have an interesting game uh, tonight with the Steelers as six point favorites at home against the Patriots. Um, that's likely how I lean. Uh, so for anybody who's still left in my survivor pool with me, I guess there's an insight to the curtain as to what I'm picking uh, <laughs> opposed to the other 27 entries uh, that are going against me. But, um, you know, some great matchups this week, Eagles and Cowboys, Chiefs and Bills, uh, 49ers at home against the Seahawks. So it, it does make it, you know, kind of interesting on who you would want to pick outside of the top teams. Um, and I'm just going to maybe risk it and go Thursday night with this pick with the Steelers okay that's wow Ryan man Mitchell Trubisky come on you've lived this the, no I'm not I'm not gonna rip on your pick because you've been doing much better than me for those that don't know Ryan is one of 28 left in my survivor pool which started with 1721 that's about the same number left in the circle one which started with over uh, 9,000 they're down to 30 uh and, and yeah I was looking at yours and, and the largest point spreads like just about everyone you've used them Miami San Francisco Baltimore so yeah I mean point spread wise that made sense uh one that I was looking at like let, let's say I'm still alive and I use those top few teams like most people have I was thinking Houston why, why not Houston now that we know it's uh it's Zach Wilson what made you stay away from Houston I know there has been some sharp money on the Jets this week which still baffles me a bit yeah, that's that's a great pick, Joe. Uh, I just used Houston last week. Uh, in oh, did you? Against okay. The Denver Broncos. Yeah. So I mean, I think no, you're the I, only I, one I, left I totally that's used it. Houston. That's why. We, uh, I think there were two people last week that picked Houston. Uh, okay. Me and, and one other person, if I'm not mistaken. But you, you know, you it, it does. It is interesting. They're going on the road here against still a tough Jets defense. Um, the Jets have been playing, you know, pretty competitively in, in games. Interesting that they're going back to Zach Wilson here. Um, and, and then there's, you know, first full game without Tank Dell. Um, not to say that, you know, C.J. Stroud hasn't been great with the other usual suspects that are out there for him, but Tank Dell's kind of been the, the rock piece for him uh, to, to get things going. So I am uh, interested to see how that matchup plays out. You're going to be a big Jets fan. Big Jets fan, I'm pretty sure. Huge. So I would think that's going to be popular. Yep. You're muted. Aaron, Aaron. you're muted. Oh, sorry about that. I was saying, let's go Nico Collins. Forget Tank <laughs> Dell. They still got Nico. All right, let's look at Sunday. What's one of your favorite bets, sides, totals uh, left on the board that we haven't discussed yet? I know we went over Thursday. Yeah, I think, you know, 
for, for me, it's, it's probably going to be uh, <laughs> hammering the Chiefs uh, against the Bills. Uh-huh. It, it pains me to say because I was on the Bills early this season and I still have a couple of futures left. Uh, but, you know, uh, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, after a loss here, uh, Chiefs are one-and-a-half-point favorites, at least the last time that I checked. It's a 325 game on CBS with the broadcast team calling it. It's going to be an exciting one. But, you know, I think the Chiefs, uh, after losing a, a tough one on the road in Green Bay, uh, come back here ready to right the ship. Um, TBD on if Taylor's going to be attendant, in attendance, I think. Um, but, you know, mm. uh, if they can get Kelsey going and Shaw here. Uh, this Bills team has just been – they've been struggling. Uh, they turn the ball over. I think the Kansas City Chiefs defense uh, is stout and can be able to handle business. So that's definitely uh, one that I love. And, you know, one that I'm definitely going to be keeping my eye on is that Eagles and Cowboys game on Sunday Night Football. I mean, are the Cowboys for real or are we going to see some, some of the same old, same old things with them? Uh, they have a really great opportunity here to, you know, make a name for themselves in the NFC East and kind of be be that leader. Uh, Dak Prescott could jump Brock Purdy uh, in the MVP race with a, with a big show out here uh, for the Cowboys at home. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, you know, Eagles just getting boat raced by, by San Fran. I think they want to come and show out. But, you know, in, in Dallas, I think uh, that's a matchup that I, I, I'm going to look at. Well, let's talk about that game a little bit more because uh, the spread in total, they've moved a little bit. Right now, uh, Eagles at plus three and a half. That is juiced at BetMGM. The total has gone down by a point to 52. Why do you suppose uh, we're seeing the movement that we're seeing? And are there any props that kind of stand out if you believe that Dak Prescott is going to show off and potentially take over the MVP race for at least one week? Yeah, I think it's it's just one of those things that where people are, you know, they're just kind of thinking about things at this course of the season, you know, who to trust. And we talk about it early in the season all the time uh, in, in weeks, you know, one and two and three of overreaction. Um, and, and that tends to like lend itself and rear its face even late in the season. So I think everybody's looking at Philadelphia and, oh, my gosh, you know, they just they just got boat raced by San Fran. Like, is this team even for real? And we we know what Jalen Hurts is about. So absolutely uh, love him in this game. I would definitely be looking at uh, Jalen Hurts prop. I'm looking at his passing touchdowns uh, on the FanDuel Sportsbook to go over one and a half is plus 104. Uh, Dak Prescott to go over on his passing touchdowns at two and a half is plus 152. Um, I absolutely love this to to be a shootout there um, to get going. I think the interesting guy uh, to kind of you know, uh, look at is Tony Pollard. Like, what what is he going to bring to the table here in, in, in this matchup that that looks tough on paper? But this is a guy that I feel like they need to get going as they as they rear in um, and get ready to uh, get ready for a playoff matchup. So uh, definitely looking at uh, the the quarterbacks in that matchup. Ryan, I know you're always diving into uh, DFS and player props and all that, and you just threw a couple out there. Any other that that you have circled, whether the numbers are out or not, that you're going to be uh, you're definitely going to be jumping in on those spots. Yeah, I don't uh, haven't dove too deep into the slate here, uh, and I know we got a couple of injuries that are just you know really um, yeah. kind of shaping the slate uh, for us, which is really tough. I mean, you know, one, one of the things that, uh, I've kind of been on, um, is just, you know, kind of fading Jacksonville, like kind of all across the board, which is, which is interesting because that was before (laughs) the Trevor Lawrence injury, uh, that just took place, uh, this past Monday. Um, I think, you know, uh, 
it's interesting to me that the Bears are at home against the Lions and only three-point dogs. Like, I, I, I really don't know what's kind of going on there. Um, Detroit's just been such such a solid team for, for so long, and they've had a couple tough matchups, but, you know, that's one where they always play them tough. Uh, David Montgomery coming back to Chicago, uh, he should be in line for some work, so I'll probably look at some props there. Um, and yeah. then I actually like the Chargers and Broncos uh, game to go over the 43-and-a-half. Um, you know, Russell Wilson had been hitting this stride as opposed to like last week. I think he's in a bounce back spot against a leaky defense uh, that's been letting up points all across the board. Um, and we know the Chargers can put up points at any point in time. So 43 and a half feels uh, like a low number for that game. What do you like in the Rams-Ravens game? This one is interesting. Ravens coming off the bye. They're trying to get that one seed. And then you've got the Rams who they're trying to make the playoffs and have sneaky good lately do you like a side in this one yeah i, I mean i, I <laughs> the the ravens are, in there are always that fun one to to pick because i usually am only looking at them when their seven point favorites are lower and that's kind of how it, it opened up and now the hook has has factored in uh to be seven mm-hmm. and a half and you know they it always feels like they should uh, get this matchup, you know, in, in their favor, but I could see the Rams, you know, kind of keeping it close. So the seven and a half on the Ravens side scares me a little bit. Um, I'll probably just avoid that, but I, I do like getting some props here. Um, the Cooper cup prop at 47 and a half for receiving yards is interesting. Both of these receivers have been banged up uh, the past couple of weeks, him and Puka Nakua that is. And so um, I, you know, take your, take your pick on, on who the healthiest is. Uh, I do like Zay flowers as well uh, in this matchup. His, over uh, on receptions at four and a half is plus 116. Um, absolutely love that getting going. And yeah, like even looking at the receivers for the Rams, like four and a half for both Puka and Cooper um, are one of the lowest numbers that, that we've seen. Uh, Isaiah likely getting into the mix. Uh, he, di- he didn't really get going uh, before the bye and everybody was kind of on him with Mark Andrews being absent. I think he, he kind of uh, finds himself in a position where he can uh, get, get going here at over 33 and a half on his receiving yards. So I think it should be a fun game. Definitely one that I want to target for DFS come Sunday. Really like that. Really like that. Uh, Ryan, I'm also curious. So many backup quarterbacks are going to be starting on Sunday, and we're still unsure in a couple of key situations. Mentioned earlier that you're fading Jacksonville across the board. Is there a team or a game, anything like that, where maybe it doesn't matter all that much which quarterback is starting? Is there something actionable that we can do right now, regardless of whatever additional news might come out? Yeah, I mean, um, one of the things that I've talked about uh, with with some of my – counterparts over over at FanDuel is uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and, and what's going on in the NFC South because, you know, with the Saints losing last week, that kind of, you know, makes the gap a little bit. It, cl- it closes it over a little bit and we don't, you know, uh, Derek Carr has been so tough to trust for the Saints. I, I don't know if Jameis is going to be starting the, the rest of the year or what, what's going on there, but the Buccaneers go into Atlanta uh, this week and, and have a chance to kind of close the gap there with Atlanta right now sitting in the playoff picture, but I just, I just can't trust 
um, Atlanta and their quarterback situation hasn't been hasn't been stout. Again, you're putting money on Baker, but you know one and a half point dogs there on the road. I think looking at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers money line at plus 100 is interesting, and I think that you know they still have enough pieces in Tampa getting Rashad White going and that receiving core if they can stay healthy. Um, that makes them you know a tough opponent in, in the NFC South. I think they're they're the one team that's kind of been the, been the healthiest, and it, you know they kind of had a rough start to the season, but if they can you know, close the gap here in the remaining five five games that they have. I think they could, you know, sneak into the playoffs and, and make things interesting. Uh, Ryan, I want to ask you about Vikings Raiders, another one of these spots where you have a, a pair of backup quarterbacks, and then the Vikings come out yesterday and say, no, 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 we're, we're sticking with Dobbs. Yeah, there were some questions early, early on, but uh, they're sticking with Dobbs against O'Connell. So Dobbs is a three-point road favorite at the Raiders. Now, the big news here, Justin Jefferson making his return after being gone for a couple of months. And uh, it's been a long time since we've seen a number like this. Jefferson's prop is 65 and a half with Dobbs. Remember how it used to be in the 90s when it was Cousins, but uh, down to 65 and a half coming off that injury. Any, uh, Any interest there? That's that's incredible. I I don't even remember the last time I've seen uh, a prop for Justin Jefferson under like eighty six and a half. So uh, yeah, right. I will probably most likely be, be hammering that. That's not available on the FanDuel Sportsbook just yet, but I'm I'm curious to see where they put the line at. Um, and you know, Joe, you were throwing out Dobbs like like that. Like, are, is he a backup quarterback? I I don't know. I mean, this guy's been a starter for, for yeah. quite some time. But uh, but uh, He's a yeah, you know, he again. <laughs> Exactly. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, you know, if his receivers could uh, catch the ball, then, you know, I don't think we'd be thinking about him as low as we are from the past week uh, with just drops leading to interceptions, which is one of the most infuriating stats, uh, I think, uh, you know, to ever for a quarterback when uh, the receivers can't catch. But I digress. Uh, yeah, three three point road dogs. Um, the Raiders have not, you know, shown me anything with Aiden O'Connell um, that is, is going to be, you know, any semblance to keep up I mean especially with Jefferson being back like is he not worth a hook here um for the three and a half so let's just take the three um with the Vikings I think that you know getting getting Jefferson back with Hawkinson and uh if they can get the run game going there with with Madison and, and Chandler I think they set themselves up for success in the playoff picture um is is a lot more to ride with the, with the Vikings than it is for the Raiders so they have everything to to play for in this matchup and they should be uh reeling to go Ryan, less than a minute left. Anything else that you like? Prop, side, total that we didn't talk about? Yeah, I mean, I you know, uh, if, if if people want to come on and support me with my with my Steelers picks tonight, I, I definitely will appreciate that. <laughs> um, I think you know when we're thinking about the futures market, it is kind of interesting to me if we look at and I'm I'm gonna have to pull it up here. I apologize, but if we're talking about the Miami Dolphins, who sit at nine and three right now, tied with the best record in the AFC with the Ravens, um, and Tua had been kind of right up there at the top of the MVP race, you know, especially when they were kind of, you know, beaten up on teams early. And now he's kind of fallen off, even though they're on a three-game win streak because of what Purdy's doing and what Dak's doing. And Jalen Hurts is still up there. Three NFC quarterbacks to lead the MVP race. I still think Tua has some merit. He was plus 800 earlier this week on the FanDuel Sportsbook to win MVP. And the end of their season schedule, you know, has some merit to what could be a narrative-driven tie for him. They go uh, Dallas. 
Christmas Eve at Baltimore on New Year's Eve, and then Buffalo to end out the season at home, a rematch of the game uh, where they lost by 28 points earlier this season. So, you know, if Tua can can kind of step it up here and, and they take care of business and end on what would be a eight-game win streak, um, which is, you know, it's kind of crazy to think about, but, you know, we talked about this all season that the Dolphins' schedule was pretty favorable and, like, who do they beat? And, you know, you, you get to play who you play on your schedule. And so um, if, they, if they beat a Dallas team that's looking in, you know, like a top echelon team in the NFC, they go into Baltimore and win that game. Like Tua is going to be in the conversation because Tyreek Hill is right there uh, for Offensive Player of the Year. So um, I think that's an interesting one to jump on now. Good stuff. Ryan Williams, check out the DFS DGen Nation podcast. Appreciate your time. We enjoyed it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, will favorites continue to be the winning play for Week 14? 